This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again, Pastor Albert Pendarvis, speaking to you this morning, bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message on the old Trailblazer broadcast. We want to continue our study this morning again. We spent several, uh, much time, we spent several studies uh, there in the first chapter of the, uh, in the first epistle of the Apostle Peter. And uh, we spent many, many lessons there already. I believe that they're blessing many hearts. I know that they're blessing my heart. We're seeing now in chapter 4 how Peter is giving us instructions in uh, Christian living, if you want to call it that. We need to be taught this. We need to know what the Lord expects out of his children. We need to know uh, what the Lord has laid down as, as a rule for our lives. And so we find Peter here laying down many things for us to uh, follow. Uh, we've seen in verse 7, uh, we, we have seen in verse 7 how he calls our attention to the fact that the end of time is near and that we should live our lives according, uh, knowingly, accordingly, knowing this fact that the end of time is drawing near. Let me say here to you folks who are listening, uh, uh, if you... Uh, uh, my friend, if you knew that today would be your last day, if you were aware, if you knew that today would be your last day to live in this life, would you not think much about it? Would you not have uh, certain things uh, that you would uh, want to do or to accomplish? And one of them would be to make sure of your soul's welfare. Now, I believe that you would. I, I don't believe that's a way out or off the wall. I believe that if you knew that, that you would have certain things that you would uh, like to be attended to. But listen, no one knows when his last day will come. That's not our business. That's in the Lord's hands. Our Lord was gracious to not let us know when that day and time would come. Did you ever think about that being the mercy of God that he never uh, allowed us or uh, uh, to be able to know when the end time would come? No, that's grace, my friend. How could anyone live if they knew when their death was coming? But Peter tells us here, he tells you and me, but the end of all things is at hand. Have you ever seen uh, the warning signals on the road, my friend, especially there on the railroad crossings? Uh, they have many red lights flashing and bells ringing and lights blinking and other warnings of the oncoming train. Have you ever seen those things? Peter's words here are just that, flashing lights, ringing bells, telling us, uh, telling me and you, sinner and saint, that, t that time is running out uh, for this old world. Yes, this old world's kind of uh, uh, limping along, limping along, isn't it? Yes, I believe it's on its last days. And I want us to look now at some of Peter's instructions. This just simple uh, gospel uh, message here this morning. First, first, be ye sober-minded. Sober He's talking to Christians here. He's saying to you and me who profess to know the Lord. He's saying, keep your head on straight. He's not talking about uh, not being drunken on wine or strong drink. No, but to be sober-minded. Uh, my friend, we live in a world today where folks seem to lose sight of all things. There seems to be a shortage of common sense in our world. 
But Peter tells us, don't be taken in by all the schemes and false things that go on in the world. I know in the religious world, uh, as a whole, there seems to be now a frenzy in many circles. There's not much stability left in our churches. No, no, there's not. There's, it seems to be living on emotions and those things. Uh, there's uh, women preachers and Bible teachers on the radio and the TV, and they are very articulate and charismatic folks, my friend. Yes, yes, uh, they, they are. And uh, folks tend to believe what they say and teach. But you and I, who know the Lord, we should be on our guard against these things. He tells us to be sober-minded, not to be taken in by all of the uh, false things that we find on the, in the world today. No, but uh, by these uh, false prophets, many of whom are get-rich-quick schemes and shams, my friend, pretending to be a preacher of righteousness. One sure way I have found, if you want to uh, take notice, one sure way that I have found in listening to these false preachers, these women and these men who are false preachers, I listen to see, I listen courteously to see if they ever say anything about being a lost sinner, I listen to see if they ever mention how the blood of Christ has washed away their sin and how they were brought down at the feet of Christ crying for mercy. If I don't hear that, I soon turn them off. Yes, as a false prophet. Forever preacher and teacher who know the Lord will soon, in his message, tell something of how he was saved. Have you ever heard your pastor say lately how he was saved, my friend? You who uh, attend services, have you ever heard your pastor tell how the Lord saved him? Maybe you should ask him to tell you uh, in, in a, one of his messages. Pastor, just tell us how the Lord saved you. Tell us where, when, you was, when you were saved. My friend, no, no child of God is ashamed of telling how God saved him. For it's always on the tip of our tongue. Did you know that? God's child, uh, the Bible tells us to be ready to give an account of the uh, hope that's within us, and that's what we are. Uh, yes, he says, not only are we to be sober-minded, but we're to be watchful unto prayer. We're to watch unto prayer, my friend. How about your prayer life, believer? Are you watching out uh, for anything that would hinder you from spending time in prayer? Are you watching for the little things that creep into your life and destroy your time with the Lord? Are you are you just careful? Are you very careful not to let the world sap up your time and to take away your prayer time? Oh, what is that old saying? That's the little story we heard. The little foxes destroy the tender grapes. Oh, yes. Yes, the little foxes uh, come along and destroy the tender grapes. Just so it is. Uh, in your prayer life, if you're not careful. If Satan can keep you off of your knees, he has you exactly where he wants you. There's no power in your life apart from your prayer life. Now, you can write it down, my friend. If you don't pray, if you never pray, you don't know anything about the Lord. If you don't pray, you have no strength. You have no grace in your life. Listen, uh, that's, that's when we hear from the Lord. In our prayer life, it, it is. In our Bible reading, in our prayer life, one thing that will uh, 
melt the hardest heart, my friend, is for you to begin to pray. Your heart hard? Your heart cold? Your heart's calloused over, you say, because of your neglect? Uh, would you just begin to pray? We probably would be surprised to know how few people pray. How few here at Radio Missions uh, pick up their Bible and read night after night and have family devotion. I, I, I believe we'd be surprised to see how few. And then we'd be surprised to see how few of you cry out unto the Lord. Even you who tell me you want to be saved, I don't believe that you're praying. If you did, I believe the Lord will save you. You say, oh, I don't know what to say. The Lord knows your heart, my friend. He knows your ability to pray. Don't be fooled into believing <clears throat> that you must say uh, some long litany of words. Uh, no, my friend, no. And string all those words together and call it prayer. God hears the most feeble prayer. I tell the folks here at Radio Missions many times, the greatest prayer that you can pray is uh, simply, Lord, help. Lord, help. Listen. Friend, that covers a large request, doesn't it? Lord, help me to live as you would have me to live. Lord, help me to keep my nose out of other folks' business. Did you know you could ask the Lord to do that for you? Just ask the Lord to, to help you, enable you to keep your nose out of somebody else's business. Now, my friend, I think that's a gracious prayer. I believe you and I, we need to pray that day by day. I know I do. I do. And then, Lord, help me to be a helpmeet to my pastor. Help me to uh, hold up his hands in prayer. Lord, help me to walk before my congregation as the pastor, uh, that they might see the Lord in me. Help me to be a better father and a better mother. Lord, help me to be a better employee and to honor those who have the authority over me. Oh, my friend, how much you and I have that we can ask for from our Lord. And he tells us if we ask in his name that he'll grant our request. Let me ask you, believer, do you go to your heavenly Father with all of your problems? That's what our Lord wants us to do. He says that he'll not put more on us than we can bear, but sometimes he brings us burdens in order to teach us something. But we can pray. If that's what you're doing, Lord, would you show me? Lord, if you're, if you're showing me something by these fiery darts, would you show me? Would you just make it clear to my mind what you're, what you're attempting to show me so that I might not complain and murmur, but only be obedient and faithful? In our next lesson, are we going to look at what Peter says about love among the brethren, love for one another. I believe that one thing many of us lack, and that is love in our heart. This old world is dying for love. Our homes are breaking up because of the lack of love. Families are separated. Children going one way, mother going out one way, dad going out in another way. Why? Because of the lack of love in their hearts for one another. In our next study, we're going to go into that verse. A love covers a multitude of sin. Let's just look at it for a moment this morning. Love covers a multitude of sin. Now, there's two, two facets there. Two, two places we can look at. First, if you love someone, you look over their sin. You look over sometimes their mistakes. Sometimes they say a harsh word to you or a little cutting word and uh, unintentionally. And you, just, you don't just uh, pooch out your lips and pout and swell up and walk around. No, 
love covers a multitude of sin, my friend. Yes, it does. In the believer's life. I wish you'd read uh, there in First John, and uh, maybe in the next few days we'll get to that chapter, to that, that book of First John, speaking about loving one another. And then we can look at it, <clears throat> God's love. <clears throat> the love of God covers a multitude of sin. Now, that's, that's a, a, a correct statement, my friend, because love, <clears throat> God's love, covered my sins. And if you're a child of God this morning, His love covered your sin. Oh, my friend, did you ever think about the love of God? For God so loved the world? Yes, the world. Not, not ever one in this world, but that world of God's elect, whom the Lord has chosen. Did you know you are a chosen generation if you, know, if you belong to the Lord this morning? Oh, my friend, uh, God's love covers a multitude of sin. How can we go around with a chip on our shoulder knowing that the Lord has forgiven us? How can we be swelled up like a frog and, and knowing that the Lord has shed His love in our hearts? Oh, my friend, I wish we'd think seriously about our, 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 uh, how we act this morning, how we act towards the brethren, how we act towards the others, <clears throat> and then how do we pray? Do you know if you love someone, you're going to pray for them? If you don't pray, if you don't pray for me, it tells me you don't love me. If you don't pray for your family, it tells me you don't love them. Oh, my friend, you can't sit still as God's child and let your children perish and go out into eternity without praying for them and then tell me that you love them. No, you can't do it. I'll take my eternal destiny on that fact. But this is the old Trailblazer broadcast this morning coming to a close. I wish we had an old time. And remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 